0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: Everybody has something we wish we could tell our younger self. What would you say to yours? On Dear Younger Me, we will be having conversations with people from a array of communities and contexts about what they wish they could say to their younger self. This is Dear Younger Me with Ashley on ORFM Dunedin's Youth Zone, a letter to our younger selves. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of De Younger Me on Otago Access Radio's You've Sown. You're listening to our destination, which is 105.4 FM, and yeah, welcome. And it's been another fortnight already, um, or two. But I know that the previous show I wasn't able to make it just because things were quite a bit hectic in my life. Um, I don't really wish to talk about it because um, it's just yeah. But anyway, um, just stuff happened and. we're we all know when things just happen it happens and yeah so it was it's been a particularly challenging uh, few weeks in a way uh, very weird um, but I know things will pull through so it'll be it'll be okay um, but yeah so it's been good to ba- uh, sink my teeth back into some de me content and um, sort of get back to some some sort of uh, stuff to keep my mind busy as well and all that sort of stuff so um, a lot of new beginnings at the moment for me, and I am moving on from my job, which I did say in a few shows previously, um, that um, my workplace was shutting down, so it was pretty crazy with that, so I'm moving on with that one now, and into a sort of a new chapter on that sort of side. So there's a lot happening, and I'm also officially started my thesis, which is amazing, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that holds as well. So today's show, I'm really excited about. There's a lot of great things on this one. And again, I will summarize some stuff at the end too. So you guys can take even more stuff away after listening to the show. So it's definitely not one to be missed. So stay tuned for that one. We have the wonderful Sarah, who will be talking uh, about um, a variety of stuff. And one of my personal favorites as well, Um was about um, diversifying your journey um, and just, yeah, so it's just really cool. So stay, um, so stay posted for that one. It's something that I reckon you guys will really enjoy. And I really thank for Sarah for being on the show. But yeah, so I. I hope you've really enjoyed this interview and are keeping well and are also getting straight back in school really nicely and just enjoying those first few weeks of the year as well. Because I know that they can be a little bit nerve-wracking, but also at the same time quite exciting as well. Because I know I sort of liked the beginning of the year um, when everything would start out. Because it's just awesome. And also the stationery is all perfect. There's no creases in it, which is great. And there's no like marks on it. It's just amazing. But anyway yeah so stay tuned and i hope you guys really enjoy that awesome well welcome um sarah it's great to have you on dear younger me and i cannot wait to see where this interview goes um it's something that i absolutely (laughs) value is incredible people that have visited um on the show in the past year or so it's a relatively new show but it's just absolutely incredible and i just can't wait to see the journey that it goes on um so again welcome um Could you tell us a little bit about who you are?
0: So I am Granny Mac. Um, I live in Tapanui in West Otago, and I'm a courageous conversations coach. And what that means is that I have conversations with people of substance that addresses the elephant in the room or goes places where perhaps you don't want to go, but you need to go. And I equip people with the tools that they need, not necessarily what they want. Um, I look through the world with rose-colored glasses, which is not always a good thing, but um, <laughs> I wear rose-colored glasses. I have Erlins, So the way that I perceive white light is without the purple lenses is that it feels like knives stabbing my brain sometimes. And it's, it's really quite painful. So um, hence the purple and I'm passionate what? about purple, so you know, what could be better? We have purple glasses um, as well as their corrective lenses as well. So, yeah, so <laughs> I have a different look at, I have a different view, perspective on the world. And I see that as a strength, not as a weakness. Yeah, that's
1: incredible. And I think, like, today, yeah, courageous conversation is something that is needed so much. And as I've also worked uh, with young people and a lot of um, children as well, so a lot of the audience um, knows that I do work, have worked in a holiday program and just seeing a lot of young people really craving that connection um, mm-hmm. with the other adult figures in their community. Um I never, I never thought that some kids would never have that because I was very fortunate. I had that when I was a kid and I just mm-hmm. never thought of that. So again, yeah, it's something that's so significant for us in our development. This is so cool to hear somebody that's doing that in our community. Mm. I often say that
0: if your window is dirty, there's nothing wrong with the view or with you. You just need to clean the window. And it's the same with some of the filters that we look at life through. So wearing glasses means that I need to make sure that they're clean um, because sometimes I might see something coming towards me and it's actually not the oncoming train. It's um, it's this big mess on my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is that we, we all have filters. you know. We all have lenses that we look at the world with and so that might be a past hurt or a past slight or an insult or something that we perceive the world through that that filter and what I do is say okay so let's clean out the let's clean the filters let's clean the filters and let's see what's actually there because nobody's broken And a lot of people are told, you know, you're broken, you're this, you're that, you're the other. It's like, no, hang on a minute, you're not broken. Actually, you're just exactly the way that you should be given what you've come through, you know? Um, it's, It's no surprise that you are the way that you are. And actually, that's okay. It's not okay to stay there, but it's okay that you are where you are. And there are people around you who would love to help you but you have to be brave now and decide who those safe people are so you need to test them with something to see whether or not they handle that very well and and then continue those conversations and just build up trust with a person don't write them off because they may not look the same as you they may not sound the same as you um i wrote a book this is joined I wrote a book and it's called Cecil gets a haircut and in the book we look around at the different people who are who are there who don't look like Cecil who's this cute little lamb now who doesn't look like Cecil but is in that place and they all have a perspective on that chair and mm. so there's mum there's the other mums there's the other lambs now they all look the same but there's other people there as well that you may not think of at first. There's the mm-hmm. dogs, there's the farmer, there's the sheep, cl- the wool classer, there's the shearer, there's the the foreman, there's the truck driver, there's you know the boy, there's the gopher, there's the keep the the farmer's children, there's you know the farmer's wife. You know, if we we're living in a utopian world, that would be the case. But there's always people around, and sometimes we write people off because we just don't think that they would be interested in us or that they would want to speak with us or that they'd even have any idea at all. And what I'm finding in my journey is that actually there were people around who wanted to help but couldn't help because I didn't speak up. Um, So that was a bit of an eye-opener to find that out at at my later stage in life, to find out that there were actually quite a few people who would have helped if I just said, I need some help. Yeah. uh, so that that was that was a challenging thing to choke down as an adult <laughs>
1: <laughs> on that note, um uh, we'll get into some of the real cool stuff around sort of what what you would say to your younger self so going into that um i guess this can be a great opportunity just to see where the whole thing goes and this is where it's one of the most exciting parts because a lot of us it's just so cool cuz it goes completely blind um, where we have no idea where the conversation's gonna go. And it's just so cool. So um today I don't know where it's gonna go, but it's gonna be great. So, what is something that you might like start off with that you would say to your younger self?
0: Be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire.
1: Oh, I love that. Mm.
0: Be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. I, psyched myself out of so much that i'm now doing as an adult and you know later on in my life i've had my children my children and our adults and now i'm chasing after those things that set my soul on fire i'm writing books which is what i wish i'd done earlier in life um you know i'm learning so much about life and about people and they're fascinating and they're interesting and you know i would psych myself out of talking to somebody who was dressed as a goth simply because they were dressed as a goth but they're such fascinating people you know Mm -hmm. um it's just so exciting just just being fearless and just kind of saying oh well you know they're people
1: (laughs) they're people and just i think it's it's a real funny one isn't it because a lot of us I find because when I was younger, um, I mean, yeah, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but still, you know what I mean? It's still, you can learn a lot Mm -hmm. in a few years, even a few weeks, even Um, like, that's the whole thing I love about like, we were younger a minute ago um, and that sort of whole thing. But going back, like I was very, I guess, very into like with my whole group. And I never really explored that there was just so many other people's stories, so many other people's um oh, I think yeah, so many people were just changing all the time when we were young, and a lot of us had those assumptions, and mm. we let those assumptions consume us, and yeah, yeah, and it was just one of those I really think... yeah. <laughs> no you carry on I'll take over um
0: I was just gonna say that when when we're teenagers we think that the world is all about us you know everything is happening to us we don't recognize that things are happening for us so yeah it might be a stink situation But it's actually happening for our growth. It's happening for our good. And even though it's not great, it can teach us so much. And so looking at every situation as it comes along, without the preconceived judgment that X is good or Y is good or, oh, this is, you know, why is this happening to me? It's a case of what is this going to teach me? Not only about myself, but about the people around me. Mm. And so going into a situation like that has made me far less anxious. Um, And I got to the stage where I actually couldn't leave my house. I was that anxious. (laughs) So um, learning what this was going to teach me about the people around me and teach me about myself taught me that I was actually far more resourceful than I recognized.
2: Mm.
0: I was far stronger than I recognized. And sure, there's some situations that aren't very comfortable but that is not a reason for me to hide away in my house and not want to talk to anybody. That's actually really quite 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 sad actually that I got to that stage where yeah i I couldn't go outside i couldn't I couldn't engage in the community I couldn't go to town I couldn't drive and for me, who loves landscapes, who loves the big wide open spaces and who loves people to be in that place was it was horrible yeah absolutely horrible so I learned I learned some amazing things during that time
1: <laughs> exactly. uh, it's a very um when it gets to those like sort of states um in those times as well the amount of things I don't know how to describe it but yeah it's it's the most indescribably deep journey within ourselves that sometimes we can feel like we're drowning mm-hmm. um and we're drowning in such deep stuff that is just so intense but then as we I know like for me I do acknowledge that other people um tend to either fall from that um or they um, tend to still have that consuming them and that conflict um, then for some of those who do work through that or work with to li- work and live alongside it, um, have a lot of self-awareness and a lot of wisdom and still, even people that are still going through it and finding their battles can have some incredible mm. insight. Um, I think, yeah, for me, I think probably the hardest thing when I sort of came, I guess to my own, oh, like conclusions with some of that stuff um the hardest thing for me was actually admitting some of that stuff or coming to like going yeah yeah like rather than kind of going no I'm fine strongness sort of thing that survival mode you would say yeah it's a real funny it
0: is It is very definitely a protective mode. And the interesting thing, absolutely fascinating thing about the brain is that you have the survival brain and you have the enlightened brain. So the survival brain depends. It needs food. It needs shelter. It needs water. It needs sex and it needs comfort. You know, it needs other people. And once you've got those things covered and that's where you get hangry people because they're not taking good care of themselves to make sure that they are eating regularly uh, and and recognizing that when they don't eat they do get grumpy Um, but it's it's one of those drivers and there's not an awful lot that you can do about it but what we do in order to survive is that we can eat our feelings and so sometimes we think we need something to eat when actually we don't need something to eat we just need to go and grab a pen and paper and journal stuff out Or you know we need to go and find someone that we can talk to, or we need to go for a run, or we need to go to the pool and have a swim, or kick a ball, or I don't know any number of things that are far more helpful. Mm. And hear the difference: not healthy, but helpful. And yes, they do have a healthier outcome. But if you eat your emotions, then you end up with a 600-pound life kind of situation because you haven't been brave to face those things you then have to face it when it becomes a mountain so the question that i would ask is have you had enough pain Mm. so if you have you had enough pain and if the answer is yes okay what are we going to do about it yeah it's not about what are you going to do about it it's what are we going to do about it so we can explore what that looks like and this is where a courageous conversation comes in because it is having that courageous conversation we then explore with empathy and we find out what's going on and how we feel about it and whether or not it's true or whether it's imagined or whether it's thinking that somebody else thinks this about me you know, so that's mm. that's the exploration with empathy. And then we're going to connect with your core. So we find out well, what do you believe about yourself? And and these foundational beliefs that we hold about ourselves and about the world around us are our plumb line. So everything that we have in life measures up against that plumb line. So if for example um if for example you're a christian then you would measure everything up against the bible does god say this about you what does god say about you you know who does god think you are if you measure it up against um buddha or karma or whatever your belief system is Mm -hmm. this is what you measure everything through and this will affect your filter so if you believe in yourself and all of a sudden yourself isn't able to do anything then your world falls apart because your belief system is in yourself and in nobody else. But if you have a belief system in God or Buddha or karma or, you know, whatever else it is, it's something that is outside of yourself. And Mm. so you have a connection to something bigger than yourself. And so you have that anchor, if you like, to be able to hold on to when the sea gets pretty rough. And you can set your sales around that belief and that brings you back to your truth. So if you um, believe uh, that, you know, good things happen to good people, then that's, you know, that's what you believe. And so when something bad comes along, how do you then define that within your belief system? Mm. And that's what shatters People at their foundation and at their very core, because it doesn't line up with their belief system, they can't accept what it is that's happening. So, if they believe that good things happen to good people, and you have a car accident, that doesn't really line up with your. That doesn't line up with with your belief system, and so then you you've got a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: it's um, so. Like, it's so important, though, because I remember when I've said, it's really funny because um, I'm pretty sure in one of the um, previous shows on D&G Me, um, uh, there was something that did shed a tiny bit of light on this part as well. And I just love how everything sort of loops and aligns roughly. And it's just that mm-hmm. whole awesome journey. Because like, um, I know for me, I always told myself this um quote, And I'm pretty sure it was by Einstein as well, um, which was um, you just can't tie yourself to another person or to something within or that sort of stuff. And it's just so amazing when you mention that. I'm just like, yes, (laughs) this is some of the things that I've said a lot to other people as well. Like You just can't um, rely 100% on something that's ever-changing in a way. It's something about identifying a rock of some sort that's not growing in a way that is unpredictable or has its own feelings, yeah. Mm. And it's something that is just so important because the whole point is <clears throat> growth in a way for each of us as individuals, and we can't rely on that growth to be our rock because growth is unpredictably amazingly scary (laughs) it's great
0: um and but it also depends on your definition of growth Ashley yeah growth growth might be taking a step back in order to be able to take a step forward so it it does depend on your definition of growth yeah because pruning that way yeah pruning well I, I do a lot of gardening so I think of things in terms of gardening but when a bush is growing really well I prune it to continue the growth when it's not doing so well I prune it in order that it will grow Now I know that sounds backwards but th- that's the reality of it if something is growing well it needs to be pruned to stay healthy and it needs to be pruned in order to foster growth. And now, it all comes down to the timing of that pruning to determine whether it's a cutback or whether it's a pruning for more growth. And that's to do with the moon and the sun and and the time of the month and all that sort of thing. That all feeds into it as well because we we're, we're working with, you know, we're working with nature and what works with the nat- the natural rhythm of things. But when we're talking about personal growth, sometimes I think. Or it appears to me that there are people who believe that growth is is linear, and it is only forward, whereas growth is much more than that. It's a messy, wonderful onion type of experience that's like a coiled rope that you keep coming back to the thing that you thought you'd overcome, and yet you're looking at how much you've grown in that situation. So you have the situation erupting again, and You're like, well, what's this all about? Why am I, why is this happening again? Well, it's because it's actually an opportunity for you to see how much you've grown. So yes, you may have a run-in with this person again, Mm -hmm. but look at how you handled it differently. Last time it would have taken you three weeks to get over that interaction. This time it's only taken you a week. Next time it'll take a day. Next time after that, it'll take a couple of hours. And so we have to be careful in our definition also of growth. Mm. I love that. Because <laughs> yeah, we, we can't curl yeah. can down. You know?
1: mm. No, because like, I I will admit, yeah, I'll, even at points I do sometimes interpret growth as very linear. And I think that's that. Um. <laughs> probably not the right choice of words but oh well like that naive expectation of like or that really naive optimistic sort of thing like we can do it (laughs) it's gonna be great um but then yeah (laughs) that's not how (laughs) a lot of learning occurs really it's it's all over the place sort of like loops and things like that
0: well I would agree with you in that it is going to be great because it comes down to your attitude and how you approach the learning situation. But you're right, it does loop around and it, you know, it is a spiral and nothing is, everything is fluid. If there's one thing that's guaranteed in life, it's that life is going to change. And so do you. Um, if you, it, it really does depend on the wind that you set your sail to. Yeah, and we, the. Let's take that back a few steps. I had a friend the other day, and we were sitting down and we were talking, and he said, "I feel like all of this is out of my control." And I said, "Oh, okay. So what's happening?" And so he explained the situation, and and his brother is helping him move to Christchurch. And he said, oh, well, the last time this happened, you know, my, um, my ex-wife was doing this and it was all out of my control and so on and so forth. And I could see he was really losing the plot. So I said to him, well, hang on a minute. Who made the choice about going to Christchurch with your brother? Did your brother make that decision or did you make that decision? I made that decision. Okay. So you chose a path that you are now on. Is that right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What was the next step you chose? Um, Well, I chose to start packing. Okay, so your decision following that first decision about going to Christchurch is in alignment with that decision to go to Christchurch, yeah, and you have added your weight and other decisions to going to Christchurch, yeah? Yeah, what's your point? Who's in charge? Hey, eh? well, who made the decision to go to Christchurch? I did. There you go. So is somebody else actually in control of this or are you in control of this? Excuse
2: me. Oh,
0: but... All the... no, no, no. Bring it back. Who's in charge of going to Christchurch? I am. Okay, and what did you choose to do next? I chose to start packing. Awesome. What else have you chosen to do? Well, I've tried. Cho- um, well, my brother asked me to go with me, and did you accept that? Did you choose to go with your brother, or are you choosing to go on your own? Oh, I'm choosing to go with my brother. So you're adding more weight to your own decision. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay, so how are you choosing to go about finding some accommodation in Christchurch? Oh, well, he's going around and he's seeing all these places and he's taking me through on his phone, but it's doing my head in. Okay, so what would you like to do about that? Well, I'm just getting so anxious about it. I said, okay, so what do you want to do about it? Do you want to continue going through the flats? He's honouring you in your decision to go through the places with him, but is it actually helpful or healthy for you? No, it's doing my head in. Okay, so you've made a choice, haven't you? What choice? Well, you've made the choice that going through with the going through the places that you're looking at is doing your head in. So you've made a choice that you don't wish to continue that that behaviour or that particular part of the the process. But you're Mm -hmm. still in charge of who's going to Christchurch. You're still in charge of your packing and you're still in charge of going with your brother, aren't you?
2: Mm.
0: Oh, oh, so if he sees a place and he gets a second look at it and we're looking at it seriously, then I can I can go and have a look at it with him then. Precisely. So who's in charge? Me (laughs) and all of a sudden, it started making sense for him, and it it was just so wonderful to see that light come on to see that actually he was more in control of the situation that he thought he was. But because his default setting was to be in anxiety, and his default setting was to feel like everything was out of control, because he felt that way, he followed his emotions rather than having a look at things and bringing it back to what the logical steps were and who was actually in charge. So we were challenging his thought processes and challenging his emotions, which I'm sorry, they do lie and they are fleeting. (laughs) And if we follow, if we make decisions based on our emotions, we're going to end up tossed around like a cardboard box on the sea. Mm. We need to by all means have emotional decisions but be fully cognizant of the you know you you need to make some decisions and to go back to what I was saying was oh um if you want to go binge drinking then go binge drinking but be aware of the consequences that it's going to have on your health Mm. and those have been around the block a time or two are aware that there's some pretty gnarly con- there's some pretty gnarly consequences for your health and well being, and you can't dodge that bullet, as much as you might like to think you can. I've had friends in their twenties who've dropped dead of coronary events because they were binge drinkers. I've had, um, and and it was gutting, as a twenty year old, to realise that five of my friends died from a binge drinking yeah it's pretty rough yeah it it but those are the consequences and if Mm. you and it's not about good consequences or bad consequences it's just cause and effect Mm. you know every action there is an equal and opposite reaction you know it there's just oh we could go on for this for days it's great (laughs) (laughs) But what, what I am saying is that um, teenagers don't have a very well-developed prefrontal cortex. That's this part here in the, in the very front of your brain. And it is the thing that is impulse control and that is developing in your, twen- in your teens right through to your 20s. So your parents, your older friends, um, your family, your whanau, whoever it is that's saying to you be careful they're saying it from a position of knowing they're saying it from a position of having been there and of having earned and learned some pretty tough lessons in life yeah um and we would really love you to be here until you're 80 you know be here until you're 80 and be the most glamorous you know rocking granny or grandpa and you know just if you don't want to have kids that's fine but you know be aware of the consequences of your decisions Mm. be aware of the consequences of your choices um I'm not a fun sucker not by any you know I'm the person who jumps out of an airplane I'm the person who doesn't go bungee jumping because she's already broken her back but you know we'll go kayaking and we'll you know I'm definitely somebody who loves life and lives it fully i'm Mm. not a fun sucker i am saying be aware of
1: the consequences Mm. and i think like just from my sort of thing as well because i've had a lot of people around me who have said that to me and as when i was of course around my teen years i'm like oh yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) um even now i'm just like yeah and I'm even finding myself saying that to other people around me who are young, and uh well, I mean we're all still young, but like um, <laughs> a teenager and uh, or a very young person, and yeah. um, basically, I'm finding myself saying to say that to them, just like, hey, in that particular part of life, yeah, there is so much going on. We don't even know. <laughs> we can't even no. the tabs on it at that point because yeah yeah um and like you said it's like what's happening for us at that point when we're all about like oh this is happening to me but it is that change it is it's happening for us it's for our development in in a way yeah. because there's just such a like a plethora of choices today as well which probably doesn't really help that too but um no. Yeah, and that's
0: great though. We we are a voyeuristic society. We watch other people. That's what being a voyeur means is, is watching and observing, and that's how we learn. That's how we were designed to learn. And there's nothing wrong with with watching and looking, but um, they call it programming for a reason, you know. So if you're watching your TV and you're watching the programs, beware of what you're programming your brain with because actually if you're watching a lot of stuff that's got a lot of sex or violence in it then that's the way you're going to gravitate because that's what you're feeding your mind with that's what you're feeding your emotions with that's what feels good but yeah. it's actually quite empty after a while I mean I don't even watch James Bond anymore it's just like hey. <laughs> no it's a um, real one though
1: because even I can relate with that No. Um, a few years back when I was watching some certain shows that were out there and the amount of energy, depending on if, especially if they're really deep, because I mean for me, I do gravitate to some of those shows that are very controversial or that really challenge a lot of thinking and some of them in particular really do take a toll on your energy and a lot of people, like, I was like, I, I don't think I'm the type of person that will take that on energy but unfortunately with that particular show I did and I'm like, Damn, it is so easy <laughs> to do. And even for a lot of us who don't think we do that, or we don't think so, well, we can. And just looking back, yeah, it's so important. And the same thing goes with your friends as well—who you surround yourself with—and it sounds pretty cliche. Like we've heard a lot of that: like be careful who you surround yourself with. But it's so
0: true. Yeah, mm. so true. And it's interesting too that if you want to change who you are and change the direction of your life then you find out the people who are doing what you want and find out the people who are living the life that you like and you follow them and you learn from them and you listen to their podcasts and you listen to their way of doing business Um, for myself I've always been a businesswoman and I listen very carefully to my parents whom I love Um, but I have they they have a very strong education bent Mm. if you like so they're very much about education and I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with education please don't misquote me education is vital however there's also a great big business world out there that's also Mm. a lot of fun and if you're not in education then get out there and be a practical person. I have um, qualifications in heavy transport and cranes and um, forklifts and huge, you know, the the big machines that you see with the great big wheels. I've got you know qualifications and experiences with those with that machinery that I can take anywhere in the world. I'm yeah. also, I'm also. Uh, I'm also an online businesswoman. I'm, you know, I've got multiple streams of income, which means that I'm not, which is working at the primary school and doing their gardens. If that falls over, if something happens to my health, that I can no longer fulfill that. If I need an operation or something like that and I can't work the 30 hours or whatever it is that I'm working. Um, then my income isn't dependent on that particular stream of income.
2: Mm. I have
0: others that will support me. So if I'm, you know, at home, I can be here online as I am now, and I can be coaching people all over the world, which is something that I do, and having incredible conversations with people all over the world, and they pay me. They pay me for my time, but they don't pay me the minimum wage. Mm. You know, there's, there's lots of different ways to sell your expertise. You can sell your labor for time or mm. you can sell your expertise for income. And the way that that's packaged uh, will determine just how much income you get from that.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of us as young people, we tend to think, or we've been um, in this sort of environment where we're being told to focus on just one thing and that one Mm -hmm. thing's great um, and focus on it for the rest of our lives. Like that sort of expectation, or even that internal expectation that we have to keep at that one thing for our whole lives like that's our specialty, that's it. That is far from true. Uh um. it certainly
0: was true in my parents day mm. um you know you go to one company and even in my grandparents day you go to one company you have your loyalty and you stick with that company and what I'm noticing now is that you go you learn you may be there for anywhere between two and five years and then you're gone mm. um and that's 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 quite foreign <laughs> That is quite foreign. I get it. But at the same time, it feels really uncomfortable. And and that's just a generational thing. Mm. Uh,
1: well, I think but it comes again, down to the happiness as well, though. Like, it's about, I guess, if you're happy there, then the happiness is the key as well. Um, because at the end of the day, if we feel appreciated, if we feel all that positive stuff, then that would align well um then there's also that celebration of like go Mm. go bigger go better sort of thing if you want to that's going to serve you then do it but as long as you know and like again knowing those consequences again like Mm. being aware of that stuff knowing that it might not be for you there could be more sort of things down the line or stuff like that just knowing those outcomes potentially going in an open open eyes (laughs) Sort
0: of thing. yeah I think I think we've got to be careful in that there is there is wisdom in the stability and there is wisdom in being able to move on I think that once yeah. you start once once an employee starts discussing wages then you've pretty much lost them if you so let's take a scenario Um, amy comes into the office and says i need a raise and she's been there six months and it's like "Mm, no sorry that's not going to happen and then she starts arguing about it then you've got to start looking at what's going on what's the dynamic what's fed into that conversation rather than taking that conversation on face value because if she has come to the company and she has brought a whole lot and she has performed and she has exceeded, then we can sit down and have a discussion about it. If, however, she is has just come in from a conversation in the in the tea room and somebody else has said how much they're getting and she's coming in and saying oh, well, look, you know, they've been here only three months and now I want to pay raise because they've got to pay raise and they've only been here three months, then you've got a different conversation. Same question, different conversation. And so that's where it's really important as managers that we need to be looking at the whole picture. And that's possibly not who your audience is looking at. (laughs) (laughs) You never know.
1: it's such a great thing is having a lot of wisdom and a lot of information that anyone and everyone can take and it's such an important thing So for me I love hearing great things and great perspectives and great sort of outlooks on so many different things because you just you just never know like our minds are such wonderful places and people can take a lot of insight and wisdom or lessons from many different things that might not necessarily fix mm-hmm. straight off the cuff and that's something that I just love I get a huge buzz out of it but yeah mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an incredible thing I do have one <laughs> sort of last question I know the time's come so fast <laughs> <laughs> down for these shows I love them so much they just go too fast um So, basically, today, I guess, from as a wonderful human being right now that has so much experience, so much insight, so much wisdom, everything, um, what is something that you would say to young people today? What is one thing you would like to say today?
0: Be fearless and set your heart on fire.
1: Awesome. Well... Thank you so much um, Mm -hmm. for this. It's been absolutely incredible. Um, I've got a lot of notes here to summarize (laughs) the end of the show, which is awesome. Um, And I really hope the audience today has really loved this interview as well. I'm sure they have too, because I've definitely got a lot out of it as well. And I can't wait again to, to hear how much other things align with this as I further get more guests on the show too. It's going to be absolutely important. But again, thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome.
0: And if you if your listeners would like to get in contact with me, they can do that at www.grannymac.co.nz. dot dot co dot nz. That's g r a n n y m a c dot and they'll find more out about Cecil and the program that I run there to help people to have courageous conversations and to just to help you grow and gain some perspective on where you are at the moment to help you wash your lenses and have a different perspective on the world or perhaps a clearer perspective on the world and what's happening for you
1: awesome as and we'll definitely have that link up on our instagram page as well for Me, so that is Me. Uh, nz um just literally look up that and you'll definitely see uh, some quirky colors and stuff it's just yeah younger me nz get on instagram and we'll have that after as well it'll be fantastic you guys awesome again thank you so much Sarah. everything you're very welcome awesome future, future.
3: You want a timeless song I want to change the game Like modern architecture John Lautner coming your way I know you like this beat Cause Jeff's been doing the damn thing You want to turn it up loud Future Nostalgia is the name my face you want what now looks like let me give you a taste i know your are
1: guys, and welcome back to DeYoung and Me. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Uh, Thank you so much, Sarah, again, uh, for being part of this wonderful show, uh, this episode. It was absolutely amazing, the insight and the wisdom that you brought along, and it's something that I could definitely relate to, and I am absolutely 100% sure that our audience would also really enjoy that too. So thank you for that. Uh, for the summary, um, I feel for today, just some of the stuff that I got out of this was pretty cool, was the number one thing for me was I remember, I'm pretty sure a while back, I mentioned about this quote um, from Einstein or um, or just uh, something along the lines of that. But it was this quote, um, sorry, I can't necessarily quote the quote right now, my brain's not entirely um, thinking or it's just overloaded with quotes, <laughs> which is Probably mostly all the time. But uh, for me, um, it was just really cool when it was mentioned around um, being really careful around who we anchor ourselves outside. So who, so who do we... Do we anchor ourselves to another person? Uh, do we anchor ourselves to something that doesn't necessarily, um, I guess to a degree, adapt or change quite rapidly? Um, because a person can change, you know, that's the whole thing. Um, we, we're living, we're changing, we're ever developing, we're ever learning, and that's something that never stops. And yeah, it's just being mindful of that one because. If that person was to go through their own growth period, um, good, bad, anything, it doesn't matter, it's something like that, sometimes they might not be the right person to tie ourselves to. So there's sort of that thing as well, which I thought was really, really cool. But also, what is our belief system? Because our belief system is crucial in that, because I know Sarah mentioned around sometimes it's the mindset of like, oh, so if I feel like everything's good, the good will come to me or things like that when something bad happens. What, what, like, what is that? So we need to sort of think about those things as well, because our belief system can be so important in times of trouble and times of need, things like that. And I just think it was just really awesome covering that because I know for me, when I was younger, um, hearing those things was just so crucial for me as a person, because I know for me, I, I anchored myself around my friends um, at a few points as well. And when they were going through stuff um, for me, I was like, Oh, I feel, I feel quite lost in a way. And um, that, there's something that was really insightful for me. And what I will look back to when I was younger um the next one is what is your definition of growth as well because that matters too because a lot of people tend to think growth is quite linear so because i remember sarah talking about this as well it's it's such an important thing to really be aware of how do we as an individual interpretate growth and i think as a young person and as a, if you're in high school and stuff, it's so important to understand what that looks like for you through your own lens. Um, Because for me, yeah, it's, we think we know, but then if we delve deeper into that self-reflection, because that goes in tow with uh, thinking back what we'd say to our younger self, it's just really crucial because, Yeah. Um but also I think one of the main things as well is this is I I don't know it's still very applicable to today and all the time really because we're ever changing but what is our default setting uh when things get tough um do we crawl inside and implode within ourselves or do we explode um or do we keep pushing on it's something that's so important to be aware of as well because I know for me I put on that brave face and it's something that when I say to my younger self, um, sometimes admitting that is the best thing that you could do. Um, Of course, I acknowledge that sometimes you might not necessarily have the networks at the time to rely on or those other things too, but sometimes acknowledging within yourself to a degree um, is something that is the best thing you can do. Um, at that current point in time for for now well at that time, but yeah, I hope they're making sense with that one, but yeah, and I think there's just quite a few insights that I have taken away from this, and I'm sure you guys have too, but I really thank you guys for watching. And I look forward to the next fortnight for when um, De Younger Me comes back again. And um, hopefully, we'll have some even more stuff coming through the pipeline uh, for you guys to also see for 2022 as well. So, I hope you guys have an amazing fortnight. Um, enjoy a lot more singing and teeth into more projects, opportunities, and are well and also having that time to be and to enjoy life in its most simple moments. Thank you guys so much. You have been listening to Dear Younger Me on RFM Dunedin's Youth Zone. Join us for our next episode in two weeks and every second Tuesday from 4pm. You can find podcasts of this show from oar.org.nz or download the Youth Zone app, yznz.app.